Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, Short Circuit, and today I am happy to have Earhart on the podcast. So Earhart, welcome. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been a um, a little bit of a, a little bit of a labor of love. I know we we've we've, we've, we've dodged it, dodged a few bullets, you know, kind of moving around some moving pieces to get you on the podcast. So yeah. we're happy to have you now. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think it's tough whenever. Uh, We'll just try to schedule a calendar and workouts and uh, whatever, like, what workout are you going to? Let's talk after that. And it's like, just never ended up. Yeah. Happening. Oh, hey, by the way, I also have a family that needs you. got to get <laughs> home. Right. All right. So, all right, let's jump in. Name Arama. Name, age, F3 name. Uh, Ashley Waldrich, 41, Earhart. Earhart. And he, did, yeah, see, yeah. we were talking about And I'm wearing sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually wearing sleeves, so... <laughs> Even with the sun out. Uh-huh. Um, and he does not like his name spelled A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, for the record. <laughs> or if you spell Earhart, I've been Earnhardt, with a D. With Earnhardt a D. with a D, or just Earnhardt without a D. <laughs> and now uh, I've had Earhart with A-I-R-H-A-R-T. Like it's as in the air. Air, <laughs> as like Air Jordan, which was from Square. I appreciate Square for that one. <laughs> That's square. And then, uh, of course, uh, Tommy Boy just enjoys all of the spellings of the names yeah. because he is just going to call me whatever at this yeah. point. Um, Ashley I. Call yeah. him Ashley <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So let's get into this. How long have you been coming to F3? Uh, I think we were calculating yeah. out the math there. March of uh, 2015, I think, is when it started over there at J-Town, P-Town. Gotcha. So you've been coming for four years now, a little yeah, over four yeah. years. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what does a typical week of posts look like for you? Where are you? I know you're yeah. a, you're a typical Slam and Sammy's guy. Yeah. Think. Well, and I, I call uh, shout out to my local honey guys. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go over to I go over to there. I was uh, pretty frequent over there on Wednesdays. Um, Mondays, J Town, B Town. Tuesdays, uh, I've been trying to do the um, the track workout. Shake and bake. Yeah, shake and bake. Um, or a rise the last couple of weeks. Sometimes I just run on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I just like to run by myself. Be away from all you guys. Um, then Wednesday, Slamming Sammy's or Local Honey. Uh, Thursday, Stampede, if I can wake up. <laughs> and then Fridays, <laughs> I'm Psych Q at Uptown Funk, so I try to hit that. There you and go. then Soul Crusher on Sundays. There you go. Now guys know where to find you. Yeah, I'll search me out. Stalkers. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. What does uh, tell me about life before F three? So tell me about your fitness leading up to F three. That's funny. Um, well, before, your fitness was funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I I had, you know what? Let's let's X and A the twenty fifteen. It was twenty sixteen. Okay. Twenty fifteen. Um, I completed Louisville. The Ironman at Louisville. Okay. Louisville Ironman. I'm jumping all over the place. Yes, Louisville Ironman, Ironman Louisville. Um, and 
that took a lot out of me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I was, so my fitness was good in the sense of I had just finished this monster of an event. Yeah. Um, and I had trained really hard for that. Um, during that race, I had gotten a little bit, well, my legs just got, something happened. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just cramped up really bad on the bike. I was having a really good race. Um, anyway, um, so my hamstrings, which still occasionally bother me, depending, but uh, um, I just had done nothing after. And, you know, they call it, you have a dip, Ironman, after finishing something like that, you have a bit of a blues. Yeah. Um, I think something a little bit more deeper, which uh, we'll get into a little bit more, but uh, I think something more was at work at that time as well. So I was trying to figure all of that out and just not, like, I would go and get on the spin bike and I just didn't want to be on it. Yeah. And then I would, you know, and and I would try to go swim and I was like, this just isn't, like, I just didn't want anything to do with that. And I would try to run and my legs would hurt and I'd be just so mad. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't run four miles comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it just hurt. And so I was trying to read up on that, went to go get, you know, go get a massage or something just to get it to not hurt mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't go away and I was mm-hmm. like okay what is this showing me mm-hmm. come on you know and I, I, even, I even blame God like I'm like what what is going on here and how I, dare you how dare you <laughs> that's right <clears throat> I think I needed that time um because I probably wouldn't have done F3 mm-hmm. if I hadn't so I'm um, before prior to that though so you know I, I'm a bigger guy I fluctuate but you know up to this point like I've I always think I've been able to do a triathlon, mm-hmm. and I love triathlon. I, doing doing those events or just was something competitive yeah. about it. That I'm a competitive person by nature. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So fitness was good, but you yeah. saw this sort of like not a decline, but kind of a decline based on just injury and not being able to sort of hit that peak performance that you were before. Right, what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I, I just wanted to be able to do something for fun. I couldn't yeah. do it anymore. Gotcha. And tell me about tell me about your fellowship during that time as well, leading up to F3. What, were, what was kind of the nature of your relationships? Um, you know, I have a few, you know, I think we all have that inner circle of friends. Um, and, and I had a few of those. I, I really did. I just... Um, and uh, was going through uh, uh, some things there in the midst of um, those blues where I had found a group of men uh, just to really lean on anyway outside of F3. Mm -hmm. Um, So prior to this, it was intriguing to have more of that, and I I enjoy, uh, you know, just investing in other people and and people, like, leaning on me as well Mm -hmm. or vice versa and me leaning on them but um prior to I would say I probably had a small group of friends that that you know work friends that um were really deep uh, you know a best friend that I could rely on and talk to and then I think um and some of those but that's really it like I, I didn't have a bunch of people I could call or text on yeah. you know like um like you know, with the loss of my mother just recently in February, you know, I could send a group text and have any one of those guys or at F3 
be there to lift me up type yeah. thing. I just, I, I had that. It was just in a much smaller number. Yeah. Like, a, you know, a handful of folks. Yeah. Well, I think in the same respect, too, kind of what you brought up, there is there is something to be said about strength in numbers, right? Knowing that, like, I can know that my small network of guys is behind me because we're all there for each other inherently. But right. knowing that there's sort of this bigger group that's also behind me. Right. Here's something comforting. Right. Um, that right. I fellowship about that. Tell me about, tell me about your faith. So, you're in good shape, fitness-wise, but not able to. But not, not yeah, but, <laughs> but hurting, um, and not able to perform the way that you wanted to. Right. Your fellowship is good. You got a strong, you know, shield lock, small circle of friends, um, the small batch, if you will. Tell me now about your faith before F three, and specifically what I'm talking about is from the respect of um, working towards something uh, greater than yourself, your impact of the community, and your personal faith as well. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, I want to step back with the, the fellowship thing to a little bit that relates because my faith, my faith was um, one that I really, uh, I, I felt like a, a, a ship in the middle of a storm with nothing around mm-hmm. for a long time at, at points in times. And sometimes it would just be calm. Mm-hmm. I still... It's a, it's really hard when you start dealing with some of those emotions and things that we go through as we get older as men. Like you realize, like you sort of wake up at the steering wheel, like you've been asleep this whole time, and yep. you just sort of wake up. So those friendships I had, some were really deep, and some you know you lose or you think you lose some of those because of self worth issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like some of some people just have to step away from you. Mm-hmm. And so those fellowship, then that fellowship before F3, um, you know, I had lost some of those relationships because of my own doing mm-hmm. and the way that I saw myself, right? So it ends up just being really caustic and yeah. pushing people away. Yep. And that's what happened. And some people had to step away from me to be able to do that. So in that fellowship sense, I was really trying to deal with that prior to F3. Same thing with my faith. Mm-hmm. I was trying to understand, like, like I told you, like I was hurt. Like I, I literally was like, what is going on? Like, why am I like, this is the one thing. Cause when I got out of college, you know, I was like 260 and, uh, we had a fat bastard competition at my work mm-hmm. that my first job out of college. Um, Thank you, Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> brought us many things. Um, fat, fat bastard was one of them, <laughs> but that fat bastard contest was, that that's where I like I had never really worked out. You know, I'd done intramurals in college, but mm. you know, I ended up drinking a lot and uh, really trying to sort my way through that. And then here I was, two sixty, and the guy's like, "You just need to get on a treadmill and run." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, what pace is a good pace?" And he was like, "You need to work up to an eight minute pace, uh, eight minute mile." I was like, "All right." So me being young and stupid and never run before so we get on I got on a treadmill and would just hit up the dial mm. to you know I'd warm up for whatever half mile and then I would just put it on eight minute pace until I could stay on the treadmill until I just died which was like a quarter mile <laughs> like I thought that was sprinting right at that time <laughs> and then um so uh you know those that that was uh, I come to find running as a joy, a, sen- a, cer- a sense of purpose, yeah. like something that was mine. That I I would I could go out the door anywhere, 
go to the mountains and then be on a trip or camping and be like, I'll be right back. And nobody else, they thought it was crazy or go with my family. So mm-hmm. that like that was some type of connection I had to the uh, sky queue, mm-hmm. right? I had some way of uh, getting a connection. Like I, that's the only way I thought I would be able to do that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So now here that one thing is taken away mm-hmm. from me. Right prior to coming in, so my faith was really shaky, mm-hmm. to be honest. And um, I think the timing of all of that and those relationships and trying to figure out that self worth, and then coming in prior to F three um, was something that I felt was um, difficult mm-hmm. to understand, like. Like, I just didn't know how to wrap my head around all this, yeah. right, mm-hmm. coming into F3. Yeah. So sort of where I was mentally and physically yeah. and everything, right? Well, I, I think the <clears throat> the quote that we like to use or the statement that we like to use in F3 is it sounds like your your boat had been capsized. Because everything that you talked about, right, with the you have this fitness connection with SkyQ, this fitness connection to something greater than yourself. Right. Um and if that's taken away, now your boat's capsized. Who do I call on? Well, many, as you pointed out, many of my friends had now stepped stepped away. So you really were kind of this capsized boat out yeah. in the middle of the ocean, kind of trying to find your way, thinking, how the heck did I get here? How do I get out? Right. So fitness was good, not where you wanted it to be. Fellowship, strong inner circle. But as we saw through some circumstances as well, or as you, you were explaining, right, your, your fitness, um, when you're not able to do that and through the, the things that you were going through, ultimately you find yourself kind of adrift in the ocean. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that kind of paints the picture about who you were sort of stepping into F3. Tell me now, let's talk about your first workout. So who, who EH'd you? <laughs> Prophet. Prophet <laughs> did. He was... Uh, oh, Prophet. That was one where he kicked off. And he was uh, admitting he, he wanted to get one started at the church there, mm-hmm. so that we all go to. So okay, that was that at Life Community? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, I ran. I'll give a shout out to him as well. I ran uh, Palmetto this year with oh. with Prophet, which oh, was a yeah. blast. <laughs> He's fun. Yeah. Um, and now what? Uh, so you, you answered my next question. Where did you post in J Town, B Town, yeah, J Town, B Town? And what do you remember? Did you splash any Merlot? Were you a Merlot no. splasher? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not lose it. <laughs> um, I probably felt like I wanted to <laughs> at points in time, but I felt pretty good. I tried to stay, you know, within myself as mm-hmm. much as I could because, you know, again, I'm competitive by nature. So mm-hmm. some things, some switches started getting turned. You know that. You're like, all right, kick it up a notch, and you're like, nope, I don't need to throw up right now. And I, I want to be able to do, move my arms after I get done, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the um, yeah. So and now, how did you get Earhart? All right, so I work at Honda Aircraft. Okay. And so Nancy was the cue that day, okay, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I I used to be like. Oh, man, it used to get under Nancy's skin because he named me Amelia. So shout out to Nancy. <laughs> he named me Amelia. There's another Amelia in the books, and he happened to show up to another workout that Gunny was queuing. Mm-hmm. And Gunny's like, we can't have two Amelias. Mm-hmm. So he's like, who was here first? And it was the other gentleman. And then 
uh, Gundy's like, we're going to rename you. So they did, redid all of that, and they were like, Earhart. It was, you know, okay. everybody had their thinking hats on, I guess. But <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so I got named Earhart. Okay. And Nancy hated it. It was like, <laughs> I want to be called Raptor from now on, you know. He was so mad that I got my name changed. Yeah. Um, I want my name changed yeah. too. All right. But he's like, I think he Nancy got pleasure because he named another uh, female name to someone else. And yeah. so that was his like. He got to share his he burden. He got to share his burden. <laughs> That's right. Until it changed the air heart and it doesn't sound as feminine anymore. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Well, good stuff. Well, yeah. Shout out to Prophet for EHing you then. Yeah, yeah. All right. So tell me, tell me now about, about life since F3. Yeah. So you've been coming out now for, I think you redid the, the yeah, so yeah, with three years, three years, three years now. So you've been coming out for three years now. Tell me about your, your fitness. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I learned doing the Ironman is, you know, swimming, biking, running, those, those are all different muscle groups. And I think part of the reason I had the, the issue that I had on mile 90 of a bike, which I literally was cursing myself at because my legs would cramping on every pedal stroke <laughs> and I was like come on body um, but um, let me die please this lady, this lady came beside of me and was like do you need anything I was like no I don't I need my legs I to need, stop cr- I need to go faster than you that's what I need <laughs> and she was so nice she handed me a jail pack and I was like I was just cursing my body at that point mm-hmm. but um, I was uh, she was probably more concerned about my mental state but anyway so those body weight exercises I had never done. I just you know I'd go to the gym maybe you know every now and then or do a a, a kettlebell workout or something like that mm-hmm. or um, and uh, so would do those from time to time but not consistent right mm-hmm. and so I think what occurred for me was um, was probably just a lack of doing squats which now uh, and you know, do lots of squats, it mm. seems, depending on who's cueing, or lots of push-ups. And so my fitness is different mm. in the sense that, you know, I feel, I can't, I don't feel like I could do um, uh, an Ironman or anything, but um, I feel really comfortable with still saying, I think, here's my, this is a weird thing I have in my head, I think I should be able at any point in time to be able to do a sprint triathlon. Nobody, at any point in time, and don't ask me why, <laughs> If the zombie apocalypse comes, I should be able to swim across this the lake. This is my moment. Get on a bike, bike 16 miles away, and if I have to run an additional three, then I'm, I should, at any fitness level, I think that's like a good baseline. Like, if I feel like I can do that, then I feel like I'm in a good zone, right? If I can do more than that, great. If, but it's just this weird thing I have in my head. I want to be able to do one when I'm 60. Okay. So... I want to be able to do like an Olympic or a sprint trial mm-hmm. when I'm 60. There you go. And do you think F3 is kind of helping you yes. get to that? Yeah, right. And in, in, in that sense, right? Like, I I could. It's interesting. You do the body weight exercises, and then you go do a race, and you're like, man, I'm in way better shape yep. than I am because all I've been doing is, you know, sprints to one side of a parking lot and doing some push-ups and back, and there's not. Sometimes there's not been a ton of running, and I'm like, oh, I miss my running, I miss my running. And then you go out and do a run, you're like, man, I feel really good. So fitness level-wise, you know, it's it's just been different. It's been – I've loved it. It's awesome. Tell me about your your fellowship since F3. 
Yeah. Um, so you talked about this a little bit before. You kind of yeah. already had a little bit. You had your inner circle, your yeah. small batch. But <clears throat> you were talking about kind of being able to lean on a, a much greater group of guys. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I It's been, uh, you know, I lost my mother. Uh, or lost. I don't know if that's the right word. She 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 died. She passed away okay. from ovarian cancer, mm. um, and uh, that was one of the toughest things um, that I've had to go through. And um, you know, just had so many opportunities um, with people um, that have just stood beside me. Mm. Um, some and just a, that have been really special. Um, very thoughtful, um, Bird's Nest and J Love, and and then people that aren't even in F three that are just so close that just have been, um, and Tommy Boy, um, but there have been some people outside of that group that have just um, been really special. Mm-hmm. But as far as the greater group of of what we we have as F three, I think that's one of the special things, right? Because I could put out an, uh, a direct message or a DM on Twitter, um, or um, get a text group from the roster and just send out. I really need this. Yeah. I really need just some thoughts and prayers. Like this is what's going on. Yeah, you know. And again, that inner core of people that I had prior, my you know my my that um, I could do that too, right? And that would include people uh, from work or uh, this group that I'm with that I've been, uh, my accountability group, Mm -hmm. and then, and or, um, then now this bigger sense of things is this F3 group. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's, I I never would have thought that I would have leaned so heavily, but man, it really, and I guess maybe it's because you know, sometimes <laughs> the 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 dark night of the soul stuff that we deal with is uh, sometimes you just want to know that you're seen, mm-hmm. and so there's there's some healthiness in that mm-hmm. I think for sure, and there's some unhealthiness I think in this sense it's been really healthy, um, just to say I need this and and send it out to quite a few people and just to get some some words of encouragement back that mean a lot, yeah. you know. Um, so those are the things that I think, um, that I've gotten just from the fellowship is I could go to any one of these workout groups and, you know, in all honesty, I, you know, I say that, go to, I've been to, my family's from Kentucky. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad were born and raised there. Um, I was born there. Um, we moved to North Carolina, but, um, when I was a baby, but, um, I can go and work out at F3 Louisville. And it's just like show up at a workout, and then you just say your name, where you're from, and you're in, right? That greater mm-hmm. sense of fellowship and right. all these other communities, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And they're going to do weird things, a little things different, you know. And, um, you know, I think it it's just interesting to be in this bigger sense of community um, that because you know you go on a business trip or something and you feel like you're alone you can show up at some workout group if there's one exists in that community Mm -hmm. and you just go and you'll drive 30 minutes to 40 minutes to go to that workout because you're out of town Mm -hmm. and you just need 
to be in that group or you need a good workout, you need a good beat down mm-hmm. and you just go and you go do it and you meet, you know, seven, eight, nine other people, go have some cafeteria and you're like, man, what a great start of the day. And you're in that community, a bigger sense of community, right? Yeah. Which is um, what a blessing that F3's been in that because you, I think that was the sense of it because we just, men haven't had that community, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. You know, we're not all in a, I think, you know, this being Memorial Day weekend, a bigger sense of being in a community with the military groups. A lot of people have that. You see that sense of togetherness. But then I think people that just don't have that, we're sort of like, what is our group? You know, and that's sort of what we talked about pre and post F3, that fellowship. That's just what, that's this thing. And it's really fun, right? It's fun. It's you know, you may, you know, dislike a workout that Slumlord puts together. I mean, someone <laughs> puts together. Someone, someone. Definitely not named Slumlord. <laughs> um, puts together that makes you cry. And um, But, you know, I think that's that's the fun part of F3. It's yeah. like you can go anywhere and, and you just, you see someone with an F3 shirt on and just, hey, I'm Earhart. And, yeah. You know whatever so. absolutely you know, fellowship is definitely a, a, a beautiful thing and I know that's exactly what you brought up before about uh, being able to go somewhere else I posted down in Florence F3 Florence mm. South Carolina I think about a year ago and um, didn't know anybody down there but I will I'll give a shout out to uh, their I think I think it's the Nantan the CDC mm. who's a really nice guy who helped me um, just made me feel very welcome and say yeah come on down come you know Come yeah. do this workout with us. So, um, good stuff there. So, I think that does play into your discussion about the greater sense of fellowship within F3. So, let's talk now about your faith since F3. So, you, you, you broached the topic before about, um, and, and you use this, this statement, the dark night of the soul, right? right. Which is that, that feeling of being capsized and um, kind of adrift. <clears throat> so, let's talk about how has, has F3 impacted your faith from the respect of something greater impact of the community and personal faith yeah so um you know i think in the midst when i joined i was just early on in trying to figure out what was going on in the sense and i knew that sky q god universe whatever you want to call it was at work in a greater sense of um what i had what i was going through and i just had no real great way of putting words to that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I use Dark Night of the Soul. And it's not, a friend of mine explained it to me, it's not this sinister thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not this sinister, like this this darkness that you see in a Disney movie. Uh, it, it could be something as simple as um, just something that you have to work through, mm-hmm. right? So um, my thing, right, is really seeing myself and loving myself right that's that's my that that's where a lot of if i were all this stuff over the last three years if i were to like just sum it up right it would be really how do i how do i love and care for myself and is that been something i've been doing and that's something f3's been able to provide right because i can just show up anywhere and I'm able to do that, and I have a group of guys that are there to help support me in that, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, the, then there's also the aspects outside of that, 
with um, God showing up in that. And I think it's funny, like, when I decided to really, I say, put on my big boy pants and really lean into what was going on with me was a, a little over a year ago at Palmetto 200 last last year's. And, um, man, I, <laughs> anybody that's done a relay race, I, I highly suggest at least doing one. And there's always somebody crazy enough putting together a team to go do one. Um, um, but we did Palmetto 200, which was a pretty flat race. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I can do that. You know, I felt like I trained sort of to do like a half marathon level training. It was like, all right, I'll be able to do this, whatever. So the way that, uh, Danica had put my running together was I started the race and then I, my next run wasn't until like midnight mm -hmm. and around that time. And I had a 10 miler and I sort of had said, okay, you know, like, like I've been, this whole struggle that I talked about prior to F3 still going on, right? I'm still wrestling with whatever this is. Mm -hmm. Um, I had felt like I had, um, before I had said and drawn a line in the sand, uh, to really deal with the issues that I was dealing with, um, was probably like two weeks prior to <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's just been in, at work yep. in me this whole time. Um, and just really struggling with depression and, and these other aspects. And I'm just like, man, what is going on? Um, and I, all I wanted to do was just to connect. Like, again, this connection in, through running that I have. And I just I wanted to do it, right? Um, and, and he showed up, right? He just did. God just absolutely just came and and it was this really uh i i can't it's really hard to put words around but um what or how to explain it mm -hmm. right when you have that some type of uh, event or something in you that sort of is like okay that's one of these things that i'm not gonna forget for a long time yeah. but in running um the beginning of the race I was like looking at my watch, I'm having a great pace, this is where I want to stay for the whole race, and then it was like, my, after one mile of that, it just fell off, and because my mind was being bombarded with all these thoughts, like, I thought, like, this, these friendships that I had lost, or thought I had lost, like, like were troubling me, and then, like, um, these relationships that I was having, you know, were just up in the air, and, like, then, um, you know, at home, and kids and like and I literally like my my watch goes off and I'm like looking down and I'm doing a really not great pace not a pace that I wanted to be at all and I'm like what is going on what is going on <clears throat> and um you know um <laughs> this is I, this is being a little vulnerable and open but God said focus right and and what he used was these little uh, you know the back, the packs with the, the that it looks like an octopus at night, right? <laughs> or like a jellyfish. Oh, a jellyfish. Does cornhole have one of those. Cornhole okay. has one of those. <laughs> From the back of these people, you see these jellyfish, mm -hmm. and they're zigzagging. And I'm being told to focus all of a sudden, and I'm like, this is really weird. Okay, you know what does that mean? And it was just like, you know, just focus. Just like you're, like, just focus. Mm -hmm. I, and in the sense of you know, we get bombarded like that all the time, and we get not necessarily off track, but we just 
are burdened so much by what's going on and all we really need to do is just just to really focus and at this point in time i'm running a race so obviously i need to focus on the this person in front of me mm-hmm. right like okay i'm just going to focus on the jellyfish which you know in the middle of the dark in the middle of nowhere and there's no lights and you see this jellyfish run off into the woods or so you think and it's actually a curve and it starts flipping you out <laughs> that's a whole other trip but um, I catch up to that person and it was like, okay, now I'll let you focus over this distance. And I couldn't even tell you how far, right? Mm-hmm. I just know that the next thing was another jellyfish, just like it. Okay. Now this is where you build strength, right? You focused over this long term. Now this is this next section. I want you to, this is where you're going to start building some strength. So I started picking up the pace. I felt like, okay, here we go. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my my pace started coming in. I felt great. Like there was no, again, just focusing and building, building on that. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I get to this person and I pass this person. So the next one is. He got the kill. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and then you got to have faith. Mm-hmm. Right? So now there's no blinky light in front of me anymore. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to chase. Mm-hmm. But there's this 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 focus and energy that I've put into something over this short this seemingly short amount of time, and then there's this building of strength that's occurred to this next milestone, I guess you could say, and then there was this complete darkness again, mm-hmm. where you have to have complete faith that what this journey that you're on, this asphalt that you're running on, this this these journeys that we all go along have to mean something mm-hmm. right they it's not uh it's not that it's like like you're just thrown wherever we're put where we're at for a reason mm-hmm. at any point in time and i truly believe that and and you know and, and that message was to have faith and that literally at the point where i'm like okay i'm just i literally was just saying i'm just trusting i'm just trusting i'm just running along um and I get to a point, like, I can't keep this pace. Like, I had dropped. I continually tried to drop every mile. Mm-hmm. Just because that's sort of the feeling I was I was being told to do. It's like, but I need something to, like, I needed a, a rabbit to go after and chase, right? I needed something. And I, I having this discussion, right, out loud. Some guy <laughs> in a trailer park at midnight <laughs> with a cigarette and holding his like, chihuahua. that dude you know? talking to himself? <laughs> <laughs> um, here I am running through these back backwoods of South Carolina um, and I turn a curve and there was a blinky light. And I mean, I don't, I, I'm like, where did this person just come from? I mean, honestly, like I, I should have seen this person. That's how close they were. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so here we go. And then it was just finished strong. And I had like maybe another mile left. I mean, all of this seemed like that, yeah. right? Um, and that was something that, that I don't think I would have ever had a thought to do without F3. And so in that, that's where some of my faith really, again, drawing a line in the sand on some growing up that I had to do, some dark night of the soul stuff that I had to work on and have to work on and that will probably work on for the rest of my days, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That I'm truly worth something. Yeah. Right. 
to have that. Like yeah. I, I've tied it up into all of these things, all of these endeavors, all of you know, and that was all running away probably more than anything from doing actual work mm-hmm. on being a man yeah. that that we're called to be, or just being a human, mm-hmm. really. Um, to to just stand up and try to be, um, just it, just someone that you know, it's open and vulnerable and here for people and, and intentional, yeah. I guess. Well, that's great, man. And, and thank you for sharing that story. Um, I think it's an incredible, um, an incredible analogy too, really, when you think about, you know, F3 in general, right? You, many of us as men start out in this area where we don't know what to do. We're the sad clowns. We're, right. ah, what, what does all this mean? Where am I going with all of this? Yada, yada. And then get that workout in. You get a sense of focus. Right. You begin to accelerate. Right. Right. Now you have you have the next thing to work to, to march towards. You keep going, and then inherently you come up to situations that require faith because there's nothing out there. Right. Each of us as men is trying to go and lead our families, lead our wives, lead our kids, lead our community. But there are no. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's no, no instruction manual. Right, there's no instruction manual. Right, there's no sure. instruction manual. There's no discussion about, oh, yeah, yeah, here's the steps you need to take. You know, we all have to step out in faith. And I think that's a great analogy. But more than anything, that's a fantastic story as well. Right. Um, and it just sounds like a very cathartic experience for you. It really was. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, honestly, the <laughs> what you and Tommy Boy know, Tommy Boy's probably, like, put my text on, like, whatever the other day, like, on no no alerts. Because, um, you know, I mean, I still deal with those things, mm. right? There's no difference. It's just now I'm, I'm more, I think, more aware of what that is. Because, like, I signed up to do the podcast mm-hmm. with you. And I, I wanted to because it would be almost a year right at as to dealing and being, you know, um, clarity of mind is what we call it or sober or whatever you want to call. With, and I think those things... I wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of it just not working out, I immediately implode and go, there's nothing I really need to share. There's <laughs> nothing, you know, nobody wants to hear this. Yeah. So I'm just going to text them, whatever. It's not working out, mm-hmm. you know. And then you go back and forth and, you know, you get a little ping and you go, no, okay, I do have something to share, <laughs> right? Just let me on your podcast, please. <laughs> and, and, uh, I think that's the that's the that's the... The challenge, right? Mm-hmm. That I think the one thing of two is just being vulnerable, yeah. being open is something that because if we hide these things, these dark places, the soul will take over, and I, that's the that's the part. And again, they're not vicious. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not this really dark. Some people it is. Yeah. Some people it is. You know, there are real people that are struggling with a lot of real things, and then. Once you can get past some of those real deep struggles, then there's more stuff. Yep. And then there's more layers to the onion, right, to mm-hmm. peel back. Yep. And when you start getting to that point where you're peeling back pretty far in there, it's like this, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal compared to what you've already come through. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. You know? What's the, what's the song? There's a recent song. Yeah, I just heard it on the way over here. Toby Mac, right? It doesn't matter who you are. Oh. This lear- this world's gonna leave some battle scars. Right. That's exactly. Right. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good line for sure. So, thank you very much for for sharing that story with us and, and for for being vulnerable. 
uh, on the podcast and, and sort of sharing your journey about how F3 has uh, made an impact in your life yeah. and, and definitely has sort of turned you around and, and helped to shape who you're wanting to be. Um, so with that, do you have any, any closing thoughts for the PACs? Yeah, one thing I I do. Don't uh, sound so excited. Well, no, no. I mean, for I feel sorry for everybody that's listening to this because (laughs) the thing is, I I have there are um, one of the things that again need to breathe is just um, some of their quotes in their songs are just from a place of vulnerability I, I think I would love to interview the guys but um, <laughs> maybe we can get them on the podcast maybe <laughs> yes they're from South Carolina so they've probably heard of F3 um, but uh, trading trading punches with the heart of darkness going to blows with your fear incarnate never gone until it's stripped away part of you has got to die today in the morning you're going to need an answer ain't nobody going to change the standard it's not enough to just feel the flame you've got to burn your old self away now there's there's a lot of their quotes. There's just um, um, in the wilderness, uh, you know. There's just this little glimmer of light, and that's all you need, you know. And th- those aspects of the, some of those songs are just uh, again, I, I connect through music mm-hmm. when I, I mean, some most people do, I think, to some degree. But I, I the, having really good songs that have intention to them um, are something that I really enjoy. But um, then. You know, it's really, I guess, what I want to leave people with is there's a, a author, Brenna Brown is her name, and she um, writes about vulnerability from a, a being an engineer, uh, looks at it from a, a, what it takes, what what's what is at the backbone of some people and and how they do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but one quote that I've I've shared. Uh, is owning your story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. And I think that is what the challenge is, is to, we we think we have to be, be this big, macho, you know, um, you know, Look at pictures of Jr. with his shirt off, and and <laughs> or, and be surprised when he has a shirt on. No, but you know, like that we've got to be these really big, strong guys that don't ever um, aren't ever hit with anything. Mm-hmm. And in actuality, uh, the the most manliest thing we can do is to be completely vulnerable, mm-hmm. and 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 you know. And just be open and share that. And I think um, we just lose sight of that. And there, there's these things, again, the darkness of the soul type things that we're just going to deal with and wrestle. And it's it. And chances are, in this bigger F3 community, you're going to be placed next to a guy or just partner work out with, and you're going to ask a guy about something. And just like me and you, prior to starting this conversation, had a connection, right? Mm-hmm. And there's that thing that we're... I can just be a little transparent, a little vulnerable on a one-on-one conversation with somebody, and I can be that. That'll be really brave. Mm-hmm. It's the bravest thing we can do. But then at that same time, that opens up a door for somebody else where they're at, where they're at on their journey. They may be at the focus part, like they're not able to focus on anything. Yeah. They may be in the build strength portion of their their journey. Um, yeah, it may be in the faith part of their journey, or they may be in different parts of that on different aspects of their life, right? But mm-hmm. 
that's what we're supposed to do. That just as humans, right? Just I think we lose that that ability to be vulnerable and open mm-hmm. uh, to lift somebody up. That's what we're called to do. We're supposed to be a light, and I think we just like uh, my my guess <laughs> to answer your question, go out the and and pick somebody up, mm-hmm. be a light. It doesn't matter if it's some kid you're coaching t-ball which that's the one thing I love to do is coach, and you just have so many opportunities to just win baseball to just talk with these kids and just, you know, you get beat down in baseball and you get picked right – you have to get right back up because yep. Hall of Famers, you know, they, they're they only hitting 300% and they're in the hall. I mean, these are great players at that point, and you have to learn defeat and getting up. And so that's a part of as we grow up too. We have to, you know – Bird's Nest and J-Love and these guys and and my friends that have just been there and just the love that they've shown me has just been so helpful. And all I want to do is just turn around and give that to somebody else. And I think that's what we need to do as as far as F3. That's that's what we're we're called to do. That's awesome. Well, definitely thank you for sharing. you got a number of quotable things. (laughs) We're going to hashtag the crap out of this one. Well, that's what I said. (laughs) I'm like, I I have so many quotes, and I journal like crazy, and I come across a good quote, and I'm just like, I write it down. That's Quotes are my thing. That's why I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So if guys wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best method? Uh, Twitter at F3 Earhart. F3. Now, I think E-A-R. so. E-A-R. E-A-R-H-A-R-T, <laughs> not E-A-R-N-H. Aaron Awesome. I'm sure Tommy Boy will have an additional spelling for me after this. He'll have all the spellings. He'll have all the spellings. That's great. Well, Earhart, thank you very much again. Really enjoyed listening to his story. This has been fantastic. Um, I think if nothing else, it's just been really, really enjoyable for me to be able to kind of hear some of this journey. Um, And thanks for leaving your contact info so if guys want to get in touch with you. Um, So, guys, that wraps up episode 12. We're we're quickly approaching 20. Um, (laughs) Quickly. Very very quickly approaching 20. Um, So thanks again for listening, and uh, stay sharp, and we will see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.